Dexter Stucky presents Industry Friends. Welcome to a brand new edition of Industry Friends. I'm your host, Dexter Stucky. Super excited about today's show. So look, I know that I keep saying this and like you guys are probably like, we get it, we get it. But I can't stop saying it because this is just how I feel about this season. This is the season of interviewing people that I've always wanted to talk to since I started this show. And now I'm finally getting the opportunity to talk to those individuals. Today, I have on the show Jason Daly, who give me a minute here. I have to go through this guy's resume. He's the director of customer engagement at CalArts. He is the host of Culture Check, which can be heard Saturday mornings on Power 104.7 from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then finally, he's the host creator and the best person on Bro Talk Live, which can be heard Tuesday <laughs> night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Eastern, wherever you listen to podcasts, Bro Talk Live, we're always on the mark, the best show in late night. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you. I mean... I have been on here before as a couples episode, but um, thank you for the the solo dola. I appreciate it. Yeah, and, and like I like I said, like you're one of those people that I've always wanted to have on the show. But you know, it's weird too because like I think the pandemic obviously caused a reset with this show because it just didn't feel right doing the show virtually. Like before, I would always be in the studio with my guests and doing the show. And mm-hmm. like with the pandemic happening, I'm like. I'm going to put a pause on industry friends because I just don't know what to do. But literally now that I'm more comfortable doing the show, like virtually, I'm like, I can get all the people who I wanted on there before and just couldn't connect with them in the same space. And like, it's been going really well. And I just am super blessed to have you here. Congratulations uh, on all your success. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And you know, what's crazy that, well, I'll say this. So I always tell a personal story, right? The personal story I have for Jason outside of the fact that, I'm just going to be real transparent. Guys, when we started this episode, you're not going to hear because I'm going to edit it out. But well, I was so nervous. Like I'm so, one of the things when I interview people that I'm really close to, I get very nervous and I don't know why, but like I start tripping over my words. I start like forgetting things. Things are like written out and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, like Dexter, get it together. <laughs> and that does bring me to my personal story specifically with Jason, because uh, as far as radio goes, and I've said this before, but as far as radio goes, I never had any interest in doing anything on the radio. In fact, and this may be hard for people to believe, but I used to hate the sound of my voice. Like I used to just be like, I don't want to hear you talk. You sound like you haven't hit puberty yet. Like, I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> like <laughs> now I still feel like I sound like I haven't hit puberty, but I just like the sound of it. I don't know why. It's just like the sound of my voice. But I remember, I'll never forget this. We were in the mass communications department together at Lincoln University, which is where we met. And they were asking people to do radio shows. And you told me that I should do one. I'm like, oh, no, because like personality, sure, I guess I have that. But the voice, I never thought I had it. And I remember very early on, like, I'm like, okay, I'll do this show. And I think I did the show because I liked attention too. And I was like, okay, I'll do this show. But like, I would script out my entire show. Like I would write down word for word, like what I would say, when I would do this, when I would do that. Like it was very like robotic the way I would do Mm -hmm. the show. And I remember you looking at my notes and being like, this doesn't make any sense. You can't, 
you can't write out your jokes. You can't write out when you're going to laugh. You can't write out exactly what you're going to say <clears throat> when you're thrown to a song or something like that. And I just was like, okay. And I was just trying to get like better with it and like watching you doing your show and everything. Like I learned so much about radio. And I remember the biggest thing with you. And I was just like, this guy is a genius when it comes to this. We were doing a show together and you were like, oh my God, I need to find a song to fill four minutes and 12 second, and seconds. And you were like, Alicia Keys something. And that song was exactly four minutes and 12 seconds. And I'm like, how the hell did you know that? Like, <laughs> that it, you're just super talented in everything that you do. And it, like I said, I'm super excited to have you here. Jason, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I mean, that was probably because I'm the one who probably ingested that song into the system <laughs> in the first place. So it was just, you know, back then, you know, when you, part of my thing is I like to immerse myself as at like a root level kind of everything I do. So I get it like, so I can kind of understand it. And then from there, you can kind of make it what you want. So back then, I was, as you know, I was always in that damn radio station. If I wasn't yeah. at band practice, I was in that damn radio station for hours and hours just playing with the stupid music. So, you know, once you once you get in the nitty gritty, you know, you kind of learn some stuff. So recall happened. I'm surprised you remember that. I forgot. I forgot all about that. And I also forgot that I, I told you to get into radio, but I'm happy that I did. <laughs> Not only did you tell me to get into radio, you also got me into podcasting. Like I had never thought about doing a podcast until you suggested doing a podcast. Like, you know, to be honest with you, I really, for a very long time, I was like, I really want to be him. <laughs> like, like you, you, <laughs> you were like my idol. Like it, it is insane to me. And, and you continue to like inspire me by things that you do. Like, I'm just really fascinated by the person that you are. And this I was hilarious because you hate me every Tuesday night from 10 to 1130. Well, actually, I hate you Monday through Sunday, <laughs> sun up to sundown. But like it's secretly, I just you're just amazing to me. Like and, and, and I really love just watching you grow and watching you do stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I want you on this show so other people can see what I see. Definitely one of my very best friends. I appreciate it, bro. Love the love. Uh, so we're going to play a quick game for those people who don't know Jason. We're going to play a quick game. Um, just like a, a rapid fire question. So the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you these questions, okay? You know I love games. <laughs> All right, so the first one, Beyonce or Mary J. Blige? Uh, yes. No, I mean, yes. like, which one? Like, who would you choose, Beyonce? Is that a good answer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, your favorite music genre. Favorite music genre. Oh, that's a tough one too. Um, I will say, oh, R and B. Okay. If you could trade places with any celebrity, who would it be? God, that's a tough one. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm usually on the other side of these questions. <laughs> I'm only the one giving people these questions. Oh, okay. So if I could, let me think about this. I want to make this good. I wanted the first answer was Will Smith, but then the slap happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before then. Wait, you would want to trade places with Will Smith and be married to Jada? I'm just saying the life that this man has lived. Gotcha. Okay. At like 50 years, just turning 50. Like that, that's amazing to me. Um, I would probably say The Rock. Oh, you know, it's crazy. Like usually for me, I'm always like, 
Um, I would never want to trade places with anybody. But if I had to pick a person, legit, no lie, it would be The Rock. Like, I remember in college when I said, The Rock is my inspiration. And our uh, station general manager at the time was like, are you okay? <laughs> but look at him now. Look at him now. Look at him now, right? I mean, it's either The Rock, Doja Cat, or uh, Kendrick Lamar at this point. Because Kendrick Lamar, he can do whatever he wants at this point and not be judged by it. He can release something completely trash and people will say, he's a genius. You know, he's got he's got that leeway. I was thinking, like, I don't necessarily need an explanation on the Kendrick Lamar one, but I definitely need some insight on this Doja Cat pick. because that does- Doja Cat two years ago uh, was in a racial chat room showing feet, and now she's <laughs> a lot of Coachella's. <laughs> That's a wrap. Fair, fair enough. Um, and then finally, Los Angeles or Baltimore? Ooh, Baltimore, easy. Oh, really? Easy, easy. So, I mean, the thing about Los Angeles, this is so big um, that there's not one central culture, okay. um, if you get what I'm saying. In a sense, kind of, I mean, New York's culture is its melting pot, but LA is so spread out that it's not really a melting pot. It's just a bunch of different communities, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they're all separated because, you know, there's, uh, you know, highways and traffic and stuff like that. So, you know, there there are a bunch of cultures down here. They just don't melt, melt together like they do in New York. In Baltimore, there's one central culture um, if you're Black and it's Blackness. So <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how you can know anywhere you go in Baltimore City and most of Baltimore County, you know what I'm saying, you, you know what to expect. In LA, it's kind of like, okay, can I wear red in this neighborhood? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you know, now, like now, which which state has better food? Better food. Um, I mean, I'm partial to Baltimore. LA had like like a lot of uh, like Mexican food, so there's tacos and stuff. If you like that stuff, you know, great. Um, but I, I prefer chicken boxes and crabs. So, Ooh, and half oh. and halves, not mm-hmm. all Palmers. <laughs> okay so you can keep the chicken boxes but crabs and tacos that's like right up my alley <laughs> um, well the crabs here though they don't got no seasoning so it's like oh seasoned by salt water that's how they are with some some people yeah, who don't no. subscribe to blackness in philadelphia mm-hmm. they season their crab legs with salt water and i just can't do it <laughs> <laughs> can't like what are we doing and um i just have to do this just because you're from baltimore can you say the numbers from one to three? <laughs> Dexter, you know not to challenge me on this. I'm just, so, I just have to. I am a professional. <laughs> um, I took, uh, I actually took, I think it was, was it speech or something or broadcast? It was like broadcast journalism class. It's like broadcast news writing, but we also had like a speech class as well. Mm-hmm. And we learned to speak with a non-distinct Midwestern dialect. So I can easily say one, two, three, four, five, like easily. Like okay. I can say one, two, three, like I can do it, but <laughs> don't, don't test me, Dexter. I'm a professional. You really do really well with it too. Like sometimes though, cause I listen to you do everything that you do. I listen to you talk a lot and it comes out sometimes. Like it, it does come out sometimes. I get lazy. And it <laughs> definitely comes out on the radio show because it's a Baltimore radio station. So yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to let it loose. Like if I would sound weird if I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, would, be <laughs> like, they would say like, who is this implant? Right. Who's this LA kid? <laughs> so looking through your career trajectory, 
you're currently working in IT, but you also do radio and podcasting as well. And I was looking, I was like, what attracted him to IT? Because I remember when you first said you have this job and you're IT director, I'm like, I don't know if he has experience in that. But then as I looked through, like you worked at Apple, you worked at Stars in the IT department, and then now at CalArts in the IT department. So you've actually been there for quite some time, like in the IT department. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of different factors that kind of led into the whole technology thing. So as we all know, uh, we had the same major in, in at Lincoln, Lincoln University, the first yeah. HBCU uh, founded in 1854. Um, now, we had the same degree, which was, well, my technically, because you know, they messed up our diplomas the year before we graduated. I heard about that. <laughs> so technically, my diploma says English communications. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what my diploma says, English communications. <laughs> You said, are you serious? Yeah, because you're going to have to give me a reprint. <laughs> <laughs> there is no mass on my um, <laughs> on my diploma. And I didn't care that much, like, but but whatever. Maybe that's why I'm not getting hired for these jobs. But um, when, <laughs> when I left, um, I worked at SiriusXM. You forgot about that. So I worked at Sirius for a couple of years. Uh, my first job in the whole industry I was a cataloger of music. So there was this room um, at Sirius XM down in Washington, D.C., where they basically had a bunch of CDs and they were in the process of putting all their CDs into their system. So at this time, we basically, my job was me and like six other like new people, like newbies fresh out of college. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Jackie Ross, who now works at Amazon Music, by the way. She was in um, that group of people. Um, but we would have to go through racks and racks of CDs and pick them out like randomly, like a hundred at a time for a day. And the whole, our whole day was spent, uh, basically typing in, like ingesting a CD, ripping the CD on into this piece of software and then typing out the name, the album number and make sure everything matched up perfectly. So, you know, when the DJ selected it on the system, you know, it will, it will show the correct information. So that was my first job <laughs> and it only paid, I believe like 1136 an hour, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh. Um, so I did that. And then I moved to, I was a in-studio producer for um, this political uh, channel. It was like um, Sirius XM la left. The guy's name was Robbie Ab Ari Ravenhoft. Um, and he works for this company called Media Matters, which is like a democratic uh like website. So I worked for him and I would, of course, answer calls. I would work the boards. Uh, I was basically yeah, our producer for that show. So I did that for two years. His pay was like maybe $13, hour, $13 an hour, but it was only for that one show. So I was only getting like five hours, you know, per day for like five days a week. Mm -hmm. So um, at that time, that wasn't enough. You know, I wasn't making no money. So I'm like, okay, I need to make some money. So uh, then I applied to the Apple store. So I was basically working at XM and the Apple store. I work uh, the Apple store part-time um, as well because I was getting like 30 hours a week. So I would work that Monday, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I would do, you know, XM at nights. So it was, it was a lot. Um, but, you know, I was trying to make it work. Then I moved to LA. Now, once I moved to LA, I said, okay, I need a serious job because it's expensive as hell over here. <laughs> <laughs> um 
So then I looked for more like office jobs and I was able to transfer, you know, my Apple experience because I've been working there for a few years into like a formal IT job where I can get the weekends off and kind of, you know, do radio as a part-time job or figure out what I want to do with my life. Then I stayed in it because it paid more. Right. Um, so I just kind of fell into that. Okay. I'm starting a family. I need money. I'm going to, I'm good at this. My dad actually used to be an IT director. So I was just predisposed to a lot of this stuff. I never went to formal school for computers. I have no degrees in computer science or anything like that. Um, but uh, I just had, you know, a prerequisite amount of knowledge because, you know, just growing up around computers my whole life, I just knew how to do things. I was very comfortable with it. Um, but I really don't have an interest in, I still don't really have an interest, you know, outside of my day-to-day work in it. Like the way I use technology is basically to build my own stuff. That's how I was able to build Bro Talk Live. That's how I have a banging website, as you as you would say. That's how, you know, we have, you know, a bunch of channels everywhere and, you know, our streams never go down. And, uh, you know, the things that we're able to do with Bro Talk, the Bro Talk Awards, the reason I know how to do all that stuff is just because I work also in technology. So I kind of know how things work on the back end. So that's how, that's the interest. And that's kind of how I use my job um, to kind of fuel my creativity. And if a person wanted to know like what exactly the IT field was, like how would you describe it to them? So, I mean, IT is just technology. Just think of it as any piece of technology that you have. So for instance, um, like, like just building either either building a website, you know, IT is just information technology. So you're taking information and you're putting it in technology in a way that makes things easier for people. Um, so just basic understanding of computers. What I do personally is I manage um, the help desk. So um, it's, pro- it's basically like troubleshooting and problem solving, um, which goes really hand in hand with, uh, you know, breaking news in media and entertainment. Um, so you just basically have to know how to solve problems on the fly and be able to communicate that to people. Um, and you know, there are tons of ways to get into it. There are certifications you can get. I mean, you could just basically just take a a basic, you know, intro to it, uh, YouTube class really. Um, and it's just learning how to use the technology that's around you in a way that's effective and efficient. I mean, your, your phone is a piece of technology. If you've mastered that, then you have a basic basis of knowledge that you can then transfer to a computer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's just being comfortable in, in, in your tools. It's just a, a bunch of different tools. Um, the same way we're doing this interview, we're doing it over Zoom and then, you know, you're going to, you know, download it and then go to uh, some sort of editing software and edit it. Um, and it's just learning how to use your tools and um, you're comfortable enough to do that. Uh, but you might not be comfortable enough to fix another issue just because you haven't been exposed to it. So I think actually a lot of people would um, do themselves a favor if they just expose themselves to the back end or just YouTubing how things work. Um, like, how, how do I do this? Just, just Google that. And there are answers everywhere <laughs> because uh, search engines and technology have made it so you don't have to go to a library. You don't even have to ask anybody. You can just type it in and ask Google. Um, and you can figure out a lot of things and make yourself a lot of money uh, just by using, you know, the free tools that are available to you. So 
basically what you're saying is that it's one, it's an easy thing to get into if you want to dedicate, if you dedicate yourself to it. Absolutely. And there are jobs everywhere. Like, you know, tech, the thing is technology. If you think about the last 10 years and how much people's jobs have revolved around technology, that's why the technology industry is booming. And that's why the technology industry is paying. And that's why I'm still in technology. <laughs> um, and re that's really the only reason. Um, because, you know, I can't make this type of money in media, right? you know, um, without a full team, which is also an expense, you know, like I can easily hire people to do stuff, but that's an expense and right. you have right. to make money to spend money. And if you're not making it, you don't really have the ability to spend it. Um, and a lot of these jobs, even if, even if I were to get a low level job and, you know, I have to struggle it for a couple of months. Those places have like non-competes. So you're not really able to build anything while you're working at a CBS or an ABC or anything like that. You're, you're, you're solely dedicated, you know, to representing that brand everywhere you go. So it's kind of hard to do what I want to do in, in this space. And I've just found it an easier thing to, to go independent and, you know, help make one job finance my dreams, you know? I love that. Now, another thing that I really got from this is that I feel like you're saying it without saying it, that I should give my parents your phone number. So when they have the issues with their cell phones, they can call you and not me. Absolutely not. <laughs> that is what, something um, that I would absolutely love to take off my plate. <laughs> so people actually get paid for that. Um, <laughs> so you can go ahead and uh, reach out to them. <laughs> Now, I did want to touch on a lot of the IT stuff that you do, because I do think that's important. And like you said, like that's what you're making your living off of. There's a lot of other things that you're doing that I also want to touch on as well, specifically your involvement in media and podcasting and radio. Like I want to jump into that a little bit. So like, okay. just, take, just take me back, right? Little Jason in Milford Mill Academy. Look at you, you did some research. Oh, you, you know, that. I, I do what I can. What growing up then, like, what did you think you would be doing with your life? You know how they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, right. When that question was presented to you. What were you saying? Like, what did so you by the time I was in high school, I pretty much knew that I wanted to work in radio. So um, Baltimore, growing up in Baltimore, uh, radio, at least when I was growing up, was kind of a big deal so like we did this is before the age of mp3 players this is kind of like if you wanted to hear a song again you either had to wait around for the next hour it gets played on the radio and hope that it gets played or someone requests it um or you had to have a walkman and a blank tape and you know you're hitting that record button as soon as the song comes on you're making your own like literal mixtapes you know <laughs> um those are pretty much the only two ways you could do it and my dad used to play music in the house. So I loved music. I loved hip hop. You know, this is around like 2000 to 2004. This is, you know, the Nelly era, the Ja Rule era, you know, the Aaliyah era. Mm -hmm. um, and so Jay-Z was, was really big. And so it was really a big part of the culture. This is also when I was getting into sports. And at that time, um, sports and hip hop were kind of like hand in hand. So Allen Iverson was, you know, the man on the basketball court. But, you know, his style just intertwined with, of course, he was in Philly. So his style intertwined with state property and therefore Jay-Z. So there's this symbiotic relationship, you know, between, you know, the sports culture 
and hip hop culture. Mm. So all of that is stuff that's impressed on you when you're young. You know, we're all trying to wear jerseys to school and stuff like that and be as fly as we can with our parents' money, <laughs> you know, even though we really don't got nothing. <laughs> but, um, you know, you go home and you have to listen to the music so that you have, you know, something to relate to the, the, the cool kids in school, you know? So you're at home, you're listening to the radio. You know, I hear people like, uh, there's a station called 92Q um, in Baltimore. It's the only hip hop station really, you know, that's lasted a considerable amount of time. There used to be the station called B103, but that that disbanded a while ago. Um, but on 92Q, of course, we had my man Kelson. He was he was on the radio. Um, Nikki was on the radio. Conan, like there was all these big things, and you can kind of see it if you if you've ever watched The Wire. Um, towards like season four and five, they actually play like the radio stations like on the show. Like you, wow. you see them driving in the car, and you're actually hearing the actual radio personalities from Baltimore. Like that's how big radio used yeah. to be in Baltimore. So you just grow up and you didn't really see black people on TV in Baltimore unless it's just, you know, the news. Um, and so for us, like our local celebrities were, you know, the radio hosts. So that's kind of what I've always wanted to do. I love the way that artistically, you know, one song would be set up to kind of blend into the next song. And there was a structure to it, like a radio show used to kind of tell a story. Like you would have like, I'm sorry, I'm getting really nerdy into radio right now, but you it's used like, to have like- It's, it's a, weird though, cause like as you're talking, like I relate to this. So like, I'm uh -huh. so into it and I'm like, I wonder how other people would perceive this. <laughs> <laughs> but like back in the day, like I'm just thinking like when I used to listen to the radio, um, it would kind of be structured. And I used to just nerd out and study this shit, but it, sorry, study this stuff, but it would be like a three song break. So you would have a recurrent, which is a song that's been out for like, you know, six months to two years, song that everyone knows. Then you would have a throwback song in the middle, and then you would have a new jam at the end. Those would be your three song blocks. Then someone would kind of talk for a minute or two and then go to break. And then you come back and do the same thing over and over again. Um, and that's just kind of stuff that I picked up on. And I'm like, hey, I love the way that this is set up. Uh, we used to have really good programming back then. And it used to tell a story. You learn some stuff, you know. So that's I love the storytelling element about it. I love the history about the music and stuff like that. So by the time I was in Mill for Mill, I knew I wanted to be a radio host at some point. Yeah. Okay. And what I do love about this story, you specifically, and I, and I feel like again, comparing me, myself to you, like, I feel like we both have the same trajectory career-wise where it's like, we were like, you know what? I want to be on the big station within my market. You were Baltimore, me, Philadelphia. I want to be on the big station. I want to work there, so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like we both did it. Like we both got to that place where we're working at the radio station or interning at the radio station mm -hmm. that we want to be at. And it's like, okay, I'm here. But then it's like, I want more. And I think that part is the part that really makes me go more towards your story because like you, you worked at 92Q, like you were there and you, you worked at Sirius Satellite Radio. And then it was just kind of like, but I need more out of this. I want more out of this. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, times have changed and like radio is just not what it used to be. And yeah. after that, you started I didn't even know how you even knew that podcasting would be a thing, but you got into podcasting. I'll never forget you calling me, which you never do. You calling me and you said like, I want to do, uh, I want to start this as a web show and eventually we'll uh -huh. move that show over to like the podcasting stream. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what podcast is. I remember I exactly where I was at when I made that call. So I was, I was in my parents' bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
pooping? What were you doing? I was no, like I have this thing that like when I'm on the phone, like you know how they show like the memes where like they'll show like guys on the phone and he's kicking his legs up and he's in the mirror doing stuff. That's me. Like I I don't just sit in one place when I'm on the phone. I have to walk around. <laughs> like I gotta like cook dinner, like take a shower. Like I just do everything when I'm on the phone. And I remember standing in the mirror, like listening to you talk about this and getting excited <laughs> about it, not knowing what I was getting myself into. And that was like nine years ago. Yep, that, that definitely was nine years ago. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it was something that was kind of forced. Because if you remember when we graduated college, it was right after the Great Recession, right? So there weren't a lot of like jobs, like the job market had kind of busted. And a lot of us didn't have jobs for a very long time, um, like very long time. Like I remember applying for jobs back in January before I even graduated. And I actually, after I graduated, I didn't cut my hair because I was, I was, I said I wasn't going to cut my hair until I got a job. Um, that was kind of like my silent protest. Oh, wait, <laughs> and not, not, not to cut you off, but it's really funny because when I was in the process of getting the job at CBS Radio, uh -huh. I was like, they're not hiring me. So I cut like this part in my hair. And <laughs> I don't even know why, but I did. It was a deep one too, like a long part in my hair. And they literally called me and was like, hey, we want to bring you for an interview like two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't have a job until... October of that year mm -hmm. I think it was and um it was ridiculous like it was very disheartening um it was a, it was kind of like a, a huge shock I remember before I left uh Sims our our teacher Miss Sims mm -hmm. um Ashley Sims Dixon is her name now um she was our our media manager was she was that her title I think it's like uh, like station GM or something like the she was, yeah, also, she was a she was a staff member for the school, but basically hired to oversee um, the the radio and TV stations. Um, and we had a great relationship. But she asked me before I remember before I graduated, she said, "Are you so we we're going to be hiring a staff position for like kind of my job, and I'm going to move up. Um, like, would you be interested?" I remember just scoffing at her and I said work at Lincoln girl please I would never I was like no disrespect to you Sims but I would never <laughs> and I didn't stop thinking about that moment like until I got a job but oh my gosh I should have taken that job in a heartbeat but um yeah I ended up not having a job for like five months I was dead broke you know fresh out of college with a degree and nothing else and uh, I just had to make a choice. And I, of course, like a, you heard the journey that I made, but I kind of still had that hunger in me. And I knew that I wanted to do something. We had a group chat together. So this was the age of BBM, which evolved into iMessage. Um, and me, you, Ty, and, and William had a group together. We were always just being ridiculous and shady. And it hasn't changed. Uh, if, if we could ever if those chats ever came out, like <laughs> for some reason, AT&T or Verizon or Sprint just still had records from 2010, good God. <laughs> but the thing is though, like if they had records from 2010, that would be bad, sure. But, and I don't want to get anybody fired or anything like that, but if they release records from 2022, it would be just as bad. Like it wouldn't change. <laughs> like, it's still disturbing. <laughs> but we used to be really bad in like the early 2010s. Um, <clears throat> 
But part of that was just that we used to text each other all day, every day. Like that's that's the point that I'm getting at. And it was it got to a point where I was like, okay, this is just entertaining for us to just talk to each other. It's it's it's, it's weird. We're all witty. We're all funny. And, you know, we, we enjoy this banter back and forth. So I said, let's just make some content off of it. Um, why not just make a show? Because, you know, we used to also do this on Facebook. We used to comment under each other's posts and then people would just be dying at, you know, our back and forth with each other, you know, in one of our <laughs> pages or something like that. So I was like, let's do something with this and let's make a show. And, and <clears throat> it wasn't necessarily like I wanted to be, like I wanted it to be a professional show. Um, I wanted it to be decent, but I didn't want it to be lazy. Um, and at first it was just like, the platform wasn't really catching up to what we wanted to do. So it looked bad um, <laughs> and the lighting was really bad. And we were just figuring it out as we go. But I was just hoping to at least practice enough to where if I did have a job opportunity, um, I wasn't rusty. And I felt like this show could keep me sharp and then, you know, develop your personalities as well, especially your interests since you kind of had a shared interest and, you know, see where it can go. But um, it, it was uh, it was basically just like a, I'm bored. I need something to do other than work, you know, type of thing. <laughs> and, and, and we've done this show for nine years now. And I think it, it's, it's crazy too, when you think about like how much the show has evolved and how much like you as a creator has evolved too. Like you do all the graphics and everything for the show. And it's crazy because like, for most people, it's like, okay, you have like a podcast and you're doing your stuff. But like for you, like, it's really like a workshop. Like you, like I said, you do graphics, yeah. you do videos, you do editing, you produce the show and your talent on the show. So it's like this one little thing that you created just to, you know, kind of put content out there. Like it sharpens so many of your skills. And it's Absolutely. literally the same thing that you were saying about IT. Like the resources and stuff are out there. You just have to find it look for it and then apply them to yourselves. And that's ex exactly what you did when it comes to Brotop. Yeah, and like to that point, like I was thinking about this um, a couple of months ago. Um, and I always think about it kind of in a sense because I just remember how long it used to take me to do a show. Like I would work on a show for a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just just harvesting stuff and working on graphics and, and do it. it would take me like days to actually have enough for a show and be ready to go by, by Tuesday night at 10. Um, now I can do a show like from start to finish. Like, you know, if I had to start on Tuesday show, I can start Tuesday show Tuesday at around noon and I'll be, I'll be ready. <laughs> and that's noon to, to get to seven. So I'm in Pacific time. So that's 3 PM. I can start a show at 3 PM Eastern and it'll be ready to go by, by the time we go um, easily easily and that's me still working you know as well like a regular work day so uh i've just i've gotten more efficient it's definitely sharpened my skills um if someone were to hire me today jesus christ oh you'd be getting like the best value <laughs> I, I always say that i remember when i would talk to people that i worked at with at iheart and i'd be like this guy could kill y'all like if he worked here <laughs> 
y'all would not have a job. And I remember saying that out loud once. And I remember being like, maybe you shouldn't say that out loud, but I mean it. Like <laughs> the, the skill set that you have is it's insane to me. Like it is like, there's nothing that you cannot do. And when you like jump into this media stuff and then like, if you like me, I'm working in media and I'm working around people who are doing what I want to do, what we right. want to do. And they don't do it as good as us. And I don't even right. mean that in a cocky way. I mean, like, they're just not hungry. For, with Bro Talk, for us to do a show like this for nine years and still be excited about it and hungry about it and putting out good content, a lot of people get bored with stuff like this. They don't. They just don't do it anymore. They just are like, okay, well, I'm here. Like, this is what you're going to get. And I admire the fact that you, you don't get bored with anything that you do. Like, you consistently put out, put your best foot forward with whatever you put out there. Thank this you. I mean, I, I mean, I, I do think Bro Talk still definitely has room to grow, um, but I think it's a really good show right now. Like the content is there. We just have to figure out, you know, as far as marketing wise, um, what our strategy should be and how we can promote it more because people recognize that it's good. It's just not enough people. You know, I was it's not enough people. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, this is a question that I always get and I, and, and I Think it'll be cool to ask somebody else as well so i'll ask you and I, i'm just curious if your answer is the same as mine if a person says to you like what can i do to get into podcasting like how how do i get into podcasting what would you say listen to other podcasts oh i would say listen to other podcasts because then you'll know what you like and then you'll know what you don't like the problem i think with a lot of people is that they really don't know what they want um, they think they know what they want. They kind of have a subject matter that might sound compelling, but they don't know what they want. Like they don't know how many segments, if they want to have segments, they don't know if they want to have music in it. They don't, you know, so when you're listening to this type of stuff, like listen to it, like don't just listen to what the content is, listen to everything, like listen to the music, listen to the intros, listen if they have ads, listen how the show's structured, Listen how the show sounds at 1.5, you know, because <laughs> some people listen to shows fast. Um, listen to, uh, you know, listen to how storytelling is being told, if there are any elements. Um, listen to the research that's going into the show. Listen at the end of the show if they have credits, because then that tells you how they're able to make their show and what type of people they've hired to do certain roles. So that's what I mean by listen to other podcasts, because once you do that, you'll kind of have a realistic expectation about what you can do and what you actually want to do. Well, when I do the consultations, this is literally not as detailed. Like you definitely killed it better than I do. But I'm always just like, what podcast are you listening to? And nine times out of 10, they're like, oh, I don't listen to any other podcast. And I'm right. Like, so how are you going to know what you want? Like. Now, I don't think you should have one then. No, <laughs> exactly. Like, why would you do that? That's like saying I want a TV show, but I don't watch TV. Like, huh? I don't know nothing about it. I want to sing, but I never heard nobody else do it before. <laughs> like, right. Like, I don't listen to music. Like, what? <laughs> Jason, I, I really could talk to you all day long. I really could. Like, this is fascinating to me. And I really don't know why we don't talk on the phone because, <laughs> like, we can. But, like this part of this show, I always ask people what's next for them. So like, what would you say is next for you personally, professionally? What's next for, for me? So for me, I would like, of course, to get out of the technology space as far as, you know, depending on it. Um, and, you know, I would like to kind of transition myself into a full-time creative space that makes sense though. 
Um, as you know, I got kids, I have a wife, so um, I can't move rashly. I can't just quit, you know, a job and just live on faith and, you know, struggle till we make it. Um, but Bro Talk will continue to evolve. Um, we are going to get some sort of representation, either a manager or a, uh, so this is just back end, a manager or a, an agent. And uh, we're going to push this puppy because we have something good. We have the chemistry we've developed. Um, we are a good faction. And uh, we're also going to parlay this uh, culture check, um, possibly into some more opportunities. So keep listening to culture check because that's going to evolve. I'm already um, moving, moving on with, uh, you know, more and more guests each and every week. I was going to say who I'm going to have next, but I want this to be kind of an evergreen episode. So just stay tuned to Culture Check on Power 104.7. Um, and I want to move more into uh, the gospel space too. So if you don't know me, I'm a big fan of gospel music and um, I'm trying to figure out where my lane can be in that space as far as either hosting stuff or um, just, just being available for you know media opportunities here and there, whether it be on shows, for TV, for radio, or whatever. So um, I will be doing some, hopefully some gospel stuff in the LA area in the next year or so. I, I love it. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> and then finally, at this portion of the show, I ask people for their puzzle pieces. This is just saying something like um, your quote, your mantra, something that you live by, something that you love. Like what is a quote or a mantra that you would use as your puzzle piece? Don't knock it till you try it. That's going to be my puzzle piece. You know, Go usually on. when I hear people's puzzle pieces, I'm always like, oh, that's a really good one. With that one, my mind immediately went into the gutter. So that could be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did, Dexter. Of course it did. But I really appreciate you for coming onto the show today. If people were interested in following you and wanting to see more about what you're doing, where can they find you? Uh, FKA Urban on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys don't know what that means, my name used to be, uh, my stage name used to be Jay Urban um, back when I was trying to be the hip hopper. I'm too old now. So I'm just Jason. I'm going by what my mama named me. And um, so I'm formally known as Urban. So FKA Urban on Twitter and Instagram. I love the involvement of the, the social media names. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I used to be, was it Suburban J, then J Urban, yeah, no, FK Urban, you know, just, just Jason. So if I <laughs> can get the at Jason handle, um, if someone wants to finagle that for me, um, I'm willing to, you know, work out, work out something on, on the backhand. So that's so funny. Cause I've tried to get Dex like D E X, but like it ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you once again, Jason, for joining the show today. I really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Industry Friends. Hey guys, Industry Friends is now on Instagram at Industry Friends. So after you rate the show, subscribe to the show, repost the show, review the show, and tell your friends about it, follow us on Instagram at Industry Friends. Industry, Industry Friends. Friends. Friends.